Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. There's some other stuff that needs to be talked about. And I'm going to endeavor to do a little bit of that. At noon, I have a an interview with Michael Goodwin, who wrote one of the best pieces about this whole um, travesty of the Mueller investigation. And Or I guess he's at 1230, and at 12 o'clock I have David Horowitz, um, who is not the easiest person to interview, but certainly uh, has a lot uh, to say when it comes to how conservatives are being silenced and in fact, can prove it. So we're going to talk about that in the final hour of the program today. But I did want to talk to the people who are left inside of uh, of my listening audience who are still unwilling to admit that the Democrat Party has now become the anti-Israel uh, and to some degree the anti-Semitic Party. And you have to be absolutely out of your mind to not see what's happening. And and if it doesn't make you angry, well, then you're not paying attention because it makes me angry. It would make me angry regardless of who was being treated in this manner, what voting block, because I've always said they treat all the voting blocks this way. You know, there's Kirsten Gillibrand standing up there surrounded by members of the uh, the, the LGBT community, the minority community, women, blah, 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 blah. And yet, in reality, um, none of the media bothered to say to her, well, exactly what have you done? What has the Democrat Party done for these groups? Because we could tell you what the what the Trump administration has, you know, done for these groups. But, uh, you know, look, the bottom line is they're not interested in speaking the truth. They're interested in furthering their agenda as despicable as it as it is. Um, but I want to talk about how you know that there is a there's collusion on the part of the media with the Democrat Party. And right now, part of the most uh, egregious suffering is taking place in relationship to the Jewish community in America. This Congresswoman, Ilhan Omar, the Minnesota Democrat, you know, after not just allegations, but actual tweets that are recorded, um, which were anti-semitic i mean you know she's been told by even supporters that they were anti-semitic people who voted for him for her in minnesota reached out and said these are anti-semitic comments you're using anti-semitic tropes as they call them these are dog whistles anti-semitic dog whistles and yet where does she go this weekend this saturday to make her uh her her critics think she's less anti-Semitic than she actually is. That's right. She goes and speaks on Saturday for a fundraiser in California, in Los Angeles, hosted by the Council on American-Islamic Relations of Greater L.A. I think it was in Woodland Hills, California. And this was, you know, recorded. This is what she said. So to me, 
I say raise hell. Make people uncomfortable. Because here's the truth. Here's the truth. Far too long we have lived with the discomfort of being a second-class citizen. And frankly, I'm tired of it. And every single Muslim in this country should be tired of it. This speech was actually live-streamed and posted on CARE's Facebook page. She also intimated that President Trump was to blame in part for the horrific March 15th shooting at a mosque in uh, New Zealand, which left 50 people dead. The reason I think many of us, this is her speaking, the reason I think many of us knew this was going to get worse is we finally have a leader, a world leader in the White House, who publicly says that Islam hates us, who fuels hate against Muslims. Well, to their credit, even in L.A., people showed up to protest. Her appearance drew a crowd of protesters waving both American and Israeli flags, as well as signs with messages like, Omar equals hate. Two banners were unfurled outside the balconies at the Hilton Hotel with the messages, Ilhan hates Israel and Care hates Jews. By the way, Laura Loomer was refused a room in that hotel. You uh, And there were a few counter-protesters, like five. You saw a lot of uh, Jewish community members, evangelical pro-Israel types protesting. About a thousand people showed up to protest her. Goodness gracious, look at that. Didn't stop her. Uh, I think it was Laura Loomer who, who actually put out those banners, even though she was at first uh, dismissed from that hotel. So she is holding fundraisers, Representative Omar, with a group that was an unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land trials. So this is a group that some Middle Eastern countries have declared are terrorists. <laughs> okay. But here in America, we have a seated congresswoman. And I love this, you know, th this is what annoys me more than anything else. Okay. She gets up and says that uh, a Muslims in America should raise hell in defense of their rights. Make people uncomfortable. Far too long have we lived with the discomfort of being a second-class citizen. Now, wait a second. She's only been in this country for a period of time. Prior to this, she was actually in her own country of Somalia where she had to leave as a refugee in a Syrian camp because her fellow Muslim world had basically abandoned Somalia. Just saying. Okay, so talk about being treated as a second-class citizen. She was treated as a non-citizen in the country in which she was born, Somalia. Then treated as, I don't know, a, a refugee. I don't know if that makes you a citizen at all. It doesn't. In, in Yemen or Syria, wherever the refugee camps were that she lived. Then she comes here to the United States of America. And she has a problem with the way she's being treated? She's sitting in Congress. She is an elected representative in the United States Congress, and she feels like a second-class citizen? Give me a break. She is either stupid as a brick, or she's a liar. 
because she's not being treated as a second-class citizen. As a matter of fact, she has been granted one of the highest honors that you can get in this country and elected to the legislative branch of the United States government as a naturalized citizen, not as a Native American, but as a naturalized citizen. Where where does that happen in the world? Point to a, a, a number of other countries where that's a possibility. You can't, because there aren't any. And then the audacity to say, raise hell in my country? She wants to raise hell? How about if you don't like it here? Get the hell out. I'm not I'm not cutting any slack anymore for these anti-American Democrats. You know, these these are the clearest example I can come up with why conservatives better be ready for a fight. They're defending this person. The Democrats welcomed her in and are now defending. They wouldn't even make a statement about her anti-Semitic comments. No, instead, they pass a resolution condemning Islamophobia and every other kind of phobia that you can put your finger on, never once mentioning her name. They are already under the Sharia in the Democrat Party. Can't say anything about anything. Gotta be quiet. You know, you don't want to be called an Islamophobic. Call me whatever you want. I do not like, uh, you know, Maxine Waters, and she's not Muslim, but I don't like people whose fo- political philosophy is to turn every group into a victim class and then push back against hardworking people in this country and render them wall smelly Walmart people. I, I mean, the audacity of this woman to say that she's being treated as a second-class citizen? Anybody out there in my listening audience except for maybe Congressman Brian Mast who has been elected to Congress? Probably not. Certainly couldn't have gotten elected to Congress in South Florida if you said anti-Semitic stuff, could you? No. Even the, uh, the, the Jewish representatives that we have at least pretend they love Israel. They might wait a few days before they actually say it, but they at least uh, know how to pretend. And that's not just the Jewish members, that's everybody. Raise hell. This woman told the group at CARE to raise hell in this country. Make people uncomfortable, she said. I got to tell you, sweetheart, you don't have to do much to make me uncomfortable. I'm already pretty uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with Rashida Tlaib. I'm uncomfortable with you. And this whole idea that uh, there are people in New Zealand and perhaps here in America, I pointed this out years ago, who think by wearing a hijab in solidarity with her really ought to understand what that kind of clothing represents in the Muslim world. It's not modesty. No. It is... A, a, an admission that men cannot be left to do the right thing. You better cover up. Otherwise, you are the one to blame.
This is the subjugation of women through the Sharia law. This has been used by Islamists who in their pursuit of world domination are particularly misogynistic and use the veiling of women to relegate women to the ranks of sex objects to be used and abused. That does not fly in my world. And the fact that they're donning hijabs, even the prime minister over there in New Zealand donned the hijab as she was taking away the weapons from people who did nothing, nothing, just want to defend themselves in their homes in spite of the unadulterated evil that exists in the world. Man, I'll tell you, this is the time to push back. You guys got to fight back. Otherwise, before you know it, your daughters will be in hijabs. Ah, boy, I tell you, this report has brought out the worst in the media and the worst in the uh, Democrat Party. I, I just, there's nothing I can say beyond that. But, uh, let me let me talk to you, the people that are left in my audience who really don't take this whole anti-Semitism thing seriously enough. You better. You better. Um, if you've ever said the words never again, then you better wake up. Because either you're looking at the anti-Semitic floats in the Belgian parades, or you're looking at the anti-Semitic incidents in Great Britain with these yellow vest guys, or you're looking at the rise of anti-Semitism here in this country. You don't have to agree with me on everything. Uh, but as I pointed out to my neighbor, you must agree that in order for Jews to survive, they're going to have to stop pretending that they are welcome everywhere. You know, that's what the Germans, the German Jews all said, well, we're Germans first. You know, so nothing's going to happen. Nobody's going to come after us. You know, and I, I don't need to remind you that six million people paid a price for that, keeping their mouths shut. There are 5.4 million American Jews in this country. 74% of them back the Democratic Party. And they have since the sun rose in the East, which is always. I get it. You're for minority rights. Because you forever identify yourself as a minority. You're forever for JFK, even though his brand of liberalism is long gone and has actually morphed into modern conservatism. You're forever for FDR, even though it was Ronald Reagan who delivered uh, three million Soviet Jews from bondage of the anti-Semitic leftist uh, oppression that they went through. The Democratic Party of the 1950s was the party of the underdog. The Democrat Party of the year 2019, not so. And you all voted for President Obama, right? The, the very president, the 44th president, who whispered to Sarkozy, you're sick of a Netanyahu, I have to work with him every day. You said nothing and you continued to applaud Obama. You watched the American-Israel relations under his leadership, and you continued your love affair with him. This is on your heads. 
Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. every Friday night of the year. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are optional, sir, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom, standards, party music, and German traditional. Full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more information. Welcome back to this portion of the program. Joyce Kaufman with you as uh, she observes the uh, fishing that's going on about this uh, no Trump collusion. What about, what are we going to do? It's it's sad. really is sad. There's nothing worse than a sore loser. But anyway, I was talking about what you see happening with the relationship between the Democrat Party and Jews in America. You know, as Joe Lieberman pointed out last week, nobody would have believed this would ever be the case, where you would have a member of the Democrat Party literally talking about, you know, the Benjamins and all the rest of this crap that Congresswoman Omar has talked about. This is your moment, though, for you to decide whether or not you're going to stand unequivocally against the rabid Nazi-era anti-Semitism of this woman, or if you, when faced with a critical decision like this, you can't let go of what has been ingrained in you with your mother's milk. You know, I, I grew up in that same kind of household. But it's over. This is not the 1950s. These are the sa- this is the same party, by the way, who didn't stand with you when a shipload of Jews fleeing tyranny showed up on the shore. It was FDR who turned them back. You better get, you know, you better start connecting all the dots together. It was your favorite president, the 44th president, Barack Obama, who called for Israel to return to the 1967 borders. You said nothing. You still talked about what a great president he was. He was the same man that orchestrated UN Resolution 2334, which de facto proclaimed most of Israel illegitimate in Jewish hands. You said nothing. On his way out of office, the same president released a whopping $150 billion to the mullahs of Iran who have a single clearly stated goal washing israel out to sea with their nukes you said nothing you watched as he whispered to president sarkozy i'm you think you're sick of netanyahu i have to work with him every day mocking the prime minister of israel you said nothing you watched the the souring of america israel relations under his leadership you said nothing you knew of the $350,000 interference in Israel's national election to subvert the democratic process. That was collusion. And you looked the other way and said nothing. You never once heard the word jihad leave the 44th president's lips when he was describing Islamic terror attacks against Jews in France. You said nothing. You, you, You didn't just say nothing. 
you continued to praise him because he's your guy, right? Because he had the visible signs of the underdog because the Democratic Party is the perceived home of your ancestors. Those ancestors are gone, but here's your record. President Trump, by virtue of the American embassy move, underscored that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. You need to find your voice. You need to thank him. And stop, you know, uh, trembling and saying things like, he's angering the Arab world in your stupid speeches at the shul bimas and in schools and in social media and in endless editorials. When World War III failed to occur, you go back to your quiet because you've now sufficiently defamed this president. This is a man who reaffirmed a record-setting annual budget of $4 billion to Israel, including a $200 million increase in 2019 for the next 10 years for a total of $40 billion. So you, pe you bash this president in, in concert with... Uh, the morons on, on the Clinton News Network. This is a man who defunded the Israel-denying UNRWA, and you continue to bash him. This is a president who defunds murderous Mahmoud Abbas to the tune of $250 million a year, took it away from him, and you continue to bash him. You watched his appointee, Nikki Haley, defend Israel at the UN time and time again speaking out against UN's anti-Israel bias, speaking out against countless you know, resolutions of condemnation like no one ever has before. Trump's envoy to the UN absolutely stunned the world with her tireless courage. And you continue to bash the president. President Trump stands alone against Europe in ending this, this nuclear appeasement with Iran done by your uh, hero, the 44th president. You ignore this unpopular move and you continue to bash this president. In every State of the Union address, in every dress in front of the United Nations, you hear this president exalt Israel, condemn the Holocaust, and explicitly exclaim the non-negotiated American support for Israel under his administration. He doesn't just say it with words, but he backs it with deeds, and you, you continue to bash the president. Holocaust survivors, American religious Jewry, embraced this president with warm support and voter presence. But you, you on the left, you continue to bash him. And your other option? To retreat right back into the lazy boy of your trembling knees and vote Democrat again in 2020. That possibility looms large. Telling yourself the same old lie. Everyone is anti-Semitic. Why change? Just remember this. When you're no longer at the dinner table, you're on the menu. And you're certainly no longer at the dinner table with the Democratic Party. Islam is. So what, what are you leaving your grandchildren? The legacy of the new but all too familiar German Jews with their heads in the sand? Or the legacy of the 21st century American Maccabees who fought for the right to exist? Your clock is running out.
You better think hard, long and hard. Because if you don't, then you're going to share in the in the responsibility. And I look at some of these other candidates that they're now uh, pushing forward. I mean, you got to be kidding. You got to be kidding. You you got rumors flying around that the uh, that they're going to give this nomination to to Joe Biden, and that he's going to probably select a socialist as his running mate. And and no problem, you know. This is a a woman, Stacey Abrams from uh, Georgia, who not only lost that gubernatorial election, but she she started an organization called Fair Action Fight. It doesn't exist to support voter uh, eliminating voter fraud. It, it exists to eliminate election integrity laws like voter ID. And here we go. Now her name is surfacing, and if she raises enters this race, oh boy is going to be a firestorm in the Democrat Party. You got her, much like AOC, already in trouble with the uh, Federal Election Commission and the IRS. A group who put $100,000 worth of Facebook ads featuring Abrams, who's uh, who traveled with her and who, by the way, Are in, uh, are in violation of tax law, which forbids political 501c4 nonprofits from providing a private benefit to a particular person or a group, according to a copy of a complaint filed by the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust. Fact. If she runs for federal office and they determine that the group that laid the groundwork for her campaign Oh, boy. This is who you want? You want the woman who supports gun confiscation and illegal aliens voting in elections? I'm talking to I'm talking to members of the Jewish community. You better start thinking about this. Let me uh, let me explain to you in case you have forgotten what gun confiscation meant to the Jews in Germany. It meant it meant cattle cars. It meant extermination camps. That's what it meant. Because if you have nothing to fight back with, then you simply get killed. Illegal aliens voting in elections? This is the kind of radical policy that Democrats stand for? Is that what you stand for? Please, like, like you know, help me to understand this. Because I can't figure it out. Here you have everybody talking about, well, we're going to need, uh, you know, old Uncle Joe to come in because we've got too much radicalism in the, you know, in these, uh, field of candidates. You know, we can't really go with a, a Beto O'Rourke or a Kamala Harris or a Kirsten Gillibrand or this one, that one or the other one. So we'll have a nice, uh, you know, uh, all American guy, uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, that's what we want. We want Joe Biden. He's a moderate. And then he picks Stacey Abrams and puts her on the ticket. There goes your moderate Democrat party. And by the way, he's not a moderate. So I, I, I you know, look, part of me doesn't want to, you know, caution you. Part of me doesn't want to, you know, tell Democrats what they would have to do to save themselves 
but another part of me thinks this country is too important to let people be on the wrong side of this issue, particularly people who are members of the tribe that my father belonged to, the tribe of Benjamin. You know, there, there is a, there's a reason to push back against the sick public policy that the Democrats are clinging to. This socialism, this uh, embracing of the hijab wearers to the detriment of everybody else. You want to get ahead in America? Just get here. That's the message that Ilana Omar should be giving her community. America gave me a chance to serve in the United States Congress. See what kind of chance she would have in Somalia. So uh, I was uh, reading a commentary by uh, Rick Manning. He is the, uh, I think he's the president of the Americans for Limited Government. Um, and he, he issued a statement saying that Mitch McConnell needs to hold a vote to appoint a select committee, kind of like the church committee, um, to investigate who perpetrated the Russia collusion hoax on the American people. That's huge. If you impanel a special select committee, you will find out what kind of abuses took place within the intelligence committee by not this administration, but by the previous administration that carried over into 2017 and beyond in what some people refer to as the deep state and which is more accurately described as these holdovers from administration to administration who think they're running the country. Somebody perpetrated a giant hoax on the American people. And I don't see how we get to the bottom of that if we don't have a, a church committee. You know, the reason we have a FISA court system was because intelligence agencies abused their powers in the 1960s and again in the 70s. And this was supposed to prevent it from ever happening again. Well, guess what? It failed. The last administration's politicization of the career foreign intelligence and the counterintelligence operations spying on an opposition party in an election year? I mean, give me a break. That has literally destroyed any kind of confidence the public can have in these institutions. We need to know who, per who perpetrated this hoax, whoever they are, and make sure that it never happens again. And I'm of the opinion that you're going to find it wasn't just Democrats. That's right. I think that there are some really nefarious members of the Republican Party who need to be exposed. You know, and then certainly members of the media who were just uh, not having it. They did not want this uh, disruptor, this outsider to come in and upset their apple cart. There's something grotesque about watching them today that, uh, you know, they cannot stop themselves. You know, now it's, well, uh, three weeks ago, uh, Mueller told the Justice Department officials that he couldn't reach a conclusion on obstruction. 
That is crap. His job was to reach a conclusion on collusion and, uh, and potential obstruction of justice. That's all he had to do. He had millions of dollars, dozens of attorneys, unlimited subpoena power, destroyed lives in the wake of what he was uh, supposed to accomplish. And now he says, well, uh, you know, I, I, I really couldn't reach a conclusion. Uh, somebody explain that to me. It'd be like if I came into work today. And my program director said, okay, Joyce, you know, you're on the air from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. And uh, I need you to do as good a job as you possibly can so that I um, can see a an increase in listeners. Okay, I need to see your numbers going up. I need to see the numbers going up or else, uh, you know, we're going to have to make some changes, right? And then I I, I uh, do my show and I come in afterwards and I go, hey, you know, look, uh, uh, I'm not really sure if I can do that. I don't know if I can, you know, attract more listeners to the show. I really don't feel like doing it. I'm not in the mood. I'm just happy the way I am. And could you just leave me alone? How long do you think I would last? <laughs> you know, how how what kind of answer is that? How can how can the special prosecutor say, well, I really didn't come to a conclusion? What did he need? Another $40 million? Another two years? What, what, what did he need? Exactly. There's no there there, and they can't deal with it. Good news, though, for those of you uh, who are not sold out to the Democrat Party, the Jews in my audience who know better. Today, the president will be meeting with the prime minister of Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu at the White House. And I suspect that Prime Minister Netanyahu will not have to walk in the back door like he did with your hero, Barack Obama. I suspect that he'll be treated like a dignitary and that the Trump administration will not be spending American tax dollars trying to change election results in Israel. But hey, it's just my uh, opinion.